0: Welcome to the Daily Canon Podcast. Hello again, listeners. Welcome to another Daily Canon weekly podcast. Uh, this is another mid-season or mid-off-season, such as we have an off-season this summer, or late summer, uh, podcast. Uh, just, we've just had the preseason friendly against MK Dons, and the Community Shield approacheth and uh, maybe before then we might even get a maybe a contract renewal or signing announcement but we're still waiting for any post Willian transfer business Um, but joining me to discuss what has been going on is Anita Sambol how are you Anita
1: hello hello Matthew still a bit confused what season is it? is it do we still go for it like last season or is it already a new season everything is so confusing this summer
0: we're in that liminal space between the two worlds uh, or something <laughs> um, yeah I mean did you get a chance to see any of the highlights of the game itself or the MK dons friendly
1: yeah I was I was watching the game with one eye ahead a chicken in the oven <laughs> <laughs> dinner at that time so I mean it's just so friendly that wasn't even announced uh, ahead I mean it was 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 it 9 10 10 a.m or even later on the day so it was really not something I planned for so but yeah I, I gave it a watch I saw all the goals and was really obviously interested to see if Saliba is that good as we were all hoping for.
0: Well, on exactly that question, what did you make of, I mean, yes, it's a friendly against lower division opposition, but what did you make of your first viewing of the great hope that is William Saliba?
1: <laughs> He's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was genuine the impression from from his training and anything, everything that he went after he came uh, in, to London to train with the team. But, I mean, he didn't have much to do in that match. No. I mean that one goal that we did consider was definitely unlucky and he couldn't do much about it, obviously. But going forward he was he looked okay. He was uh, joined he joined the rest of the team in pressing. I think that he also was a part of the second goal, was it?
0: Yeah, he played the pass out to Cedric. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I think that he he showed what he can do, but again, it's just a friendly, and mm. definitely need more to see more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, like you, it was hard to draw too many conclusions, but I thought it was a very promising start. Um, his distribution looked confident, which is what we've been led to believe about him. But certainly, I mean, you mentioned the build-up to the goal, but just in general, he seemed he seemed to be someone who was very comfortable with the ball at his feet, in a way that some of our defenders like to pretend they're comfortable with the ball at their feet. Um, and obviously, as you say, he's got the size, he's very quick, clearly, he showed that on a couple of occasions, and it was notable that nothing of any note from from MK Dons came down his side of the pitch, um, which, you know, not, not that they created a lot when, you know, in, the, in that first half anyway, but he seemed to have that area locked down to a degree, and um, of course uh, you know central defensive positions are a very interesting one for us at, at the moment we've got so many defenders we might have another one arriving any minute
1: now uh, <laughs>
0: he's if having you...
1: his medical yes,
0: yes exactly <laughs> the fortnight long medical and if you believe the photos on twitter he's been having his press photos but we shall wait and see mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah uh, I think the, the first signs are very good um, he seems to just as a basic starting point have More of what, more of the raw tools that you need, you know, size, speed, strength, confidence on the ball, which actually we don't really have anyone that ticks all of those boxes. Anyway, I mean, obviously we don't know things about his positioning, his concentration, and what have you, but uh, the early signs are encouraging.
1: Yeah, Uh, it will come with with the season has going on, and I do expect him to have some errors and need time to adapt because I mean he's still very young and this is a yeah. new league and everything new team and as you said who knows who will play with him in, in defence
0: <laughs> yeah. proper, or proper what formation like, even <laughs>
1: yeah what formation I mean we don't know what formation will be on Saturday yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole season
0: so what, so what? So going back to the MK Don's game what did you make of the well firstly the lineup were any massive surprises in there for you?
1: You know, I was mostly surprised with Ainsley Michael Miles being included in the match because Mm. from what we've seen on social media he was basically gone (laughs) and wanted wanted to go and uh, he was being sold to raise funds airports and Mm. I was really surprised to see him there but other than that I expected a mixed team which was also announced when the match was announced so I think it was okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Maitland-Niles, it is an interesting one. Uh, I think some of the news that's broken today about the fact that we've rejected West Brom's initial bid uh, and that they were basically trying to take the piss (laughs) may be one of the reasons why he played. To, you know, to I like that
1: that stand from from Arsenal. I mean, we used to really sell our players for cheap, especially the English English ones. So yeah, yeah. I think that it's a really good good thing that we stood our ground, and he definitely worth it. He's very versatile, can play in more positions. He's still so young, homegrown, which is also important for for the Premier League. So why not? A
0: yeah, it sort of puts the message that we're, we're willing to sell him, but we're not desperate to sell him. Yeah. And ultimately, they're you know. While we do need to raise funds, TM, um, there are others that would be much keener to do that with, and um, you know, it's important to show teams that you know that there may be players that might want to leave, but you're not going to let them just walk out the door, uh, and you know,
1: yeah, uh, there were some. Lots of reactions to the lineup when it came out. When you see that there is no Bellerin, there is no uh, Kalashnets included. Mm. What does that mean? We have seen that Kalashnets was actually becoming a father that day. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Natural sure that he was missing, but still not sure about Bellerin with all the rumors going around that we, he has been offered to PSG, I think.
0: That's what the story says. Uh, I yeah. mean, that whole situation seems very odd. You know, if if you're losing Maitland Niles, why would you also lose Bellerin? Yes, you've got Cedric Suarez, but you can't have one right fullback in the whole squad.
1: And I thought that Cedric Suarez didn't really show himself in a good light. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, he is what he is. He's you know, he came. He's a he's a decent, experienced fullback who can do a job he's not He's not Carl Jenkinson. you say you're not going to get the terrors every time he's on the pitch but at the same time he's not good enough to be long term first choice for a, a team with our aspirations but he's perfectly adequate as a backup which is
1: Yeah and I'm, I'm sure
0: that's why <coughs> he was bought Yeah I mean if not something very strange is going on but uh, <laughs> I also don't see any merit getting rid of Bellerin unless the player really wants to leave because he's a player who's the value is not going to diminish in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, you know, he's young enough, he's coming back from injury, he's starting to find some form. He counts as homegrown in the UK, so that obviously adds adds more value. And, uh, you know, his marketing value presence is suddenly not going to stop, uh, particularly if he keeps planting trees. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm i inclined to ignore that rumour unless we suddenly start getting linked with lots of right backs Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a really odd odd one uh, there were some earlier with him being linked with Bayern and, and lots of uh, claims that he asks asked to leave, which really seemed a bit odd to me mm. i, I was so that he likes it here even despite all those fans and uh, abuse he he received he sticked around and showed that he cares that he loves this club and everything I'm just not not sure what the thing I don't We discussed that last time I was on podcast about who is unsellable. unsellable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he is one of those, you know, unsellables as a player, but Mm. as a whole person, Hector Bellerin and everything that you mentioned that he brings to the team right now and long term as well, I think that definitely we should keep him around.
0: Yeah, and certainly, you know, any links to Bayern. I mean, why the hell would Bayern be buying Hector Bellerin when they've already got you know, Kimmich and Pavard. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, it just makes sure. yeah, it makes no sense for them to want to spend forty million pounds on a third choice right back, or you know, maybe mm-hmm. second choice right back, or whatever, because he's not going to be, be in the team ahead of Joshua Kimmich, who's having you know, he's he, I mean, he's not quite as good defensively as Bellerin, but he's incredibly creative going forward. Um, I suppose we have to, while we're on the air, con- congratulate Bayern Munich on their. Uh their slightly jammy win against PSG in the final
1: <laughs> um,
0: I don't know about you but I thought that tack on Mbappe was a penalty
1: yeah that, I think yeah it looked like I was surprised that the referee didn't even go and check it on the monitor
0: I mean not that I'm crying anything for PSG because you know fuck those guys <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I, I don't you know even if it's a neutral game I prefer to see things play out correctly um <laughs> And I suppose also looking at the team yesterday, we, we saw the uh, the glorious return of the uh, <laughs> uh, 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 of the lesser Pharaoh, el, el, uh, Pharaoh El the <laughs> second.
1: The Egyptian Busquets.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, given how Busquets did against Bayern Munich, maybe may, <laughs> maybe Busquets is the Spanish el Neni, But anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and social media loved that one. <laughs>
0: the,
1: the goal, the, the return of El Neni, now we can sell him. <laughs> L- like a new signing. Like a new signing, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I love that hashtag, hashtag I mean that just <laughs> classic Arsenal. Twitter.
0: Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, he it was probably... A good yeah, it was a very well-taken goal. He did his usual thing of having a few moments where he thought, oh, maybe he's improved. And then and then he's going, oh, and now he's back to passing sideways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Elmeny's a player that, if we can't sell him, would be of some value to the squad. Uh, but, you know... because We
1: will load him back again.
0: Maybe. I mean, his wages aren't as high as some of the other players and we're un- i mean we're unlikely to get a significant fee for him i mean given that yeah. he seems interested seem to be playing in turkey where they don't exactly have vast money to spend on transfers <laughs> uh, so i don't i don't know if you know i mean given that the, what was it something they offered sort of we'll take him on loan we won't pay you a fee or indeed his wages <laughs> so what we're paying you to have just not have him around, which which is obviously is not going to be something we're going to accept because Elneny's never been a problem player. He's never one of those players that's caused any issues that we know yes, of. Yeah, um, and he's. And, a, I mean,
1: it's always okay to have someone like that around.
0: Yeah, and given that we seem to be struggling to get any more midfielders in before uh, the, certainly Community Shield and maybe even before the start of the season, you know, there's no point hurrying him out the door without getting anything else in place. Uh, just for the sake of it. Um, obviously, we saw, uh, saw Oba play on the left and and Ketia up front and Bakayo Saka on the right. Uh, it seems like uh, Arteta's uh, interested in maybe pursuing, pursuing Saka as a, uh, a sort of alternative to Pepe. Is that cutting in on the left foot? What did you think of him being selected there?
1: It's an interesting thing to try in a friendly and see if it works and have another option up there. I think that in the forward area that we are really well covered, and I like seeing Mateta try different things when he can.
0: Yeah, and nice combination with him. Uh, you know, as we saw with Cedric, and then him, and then to Enketia took his took his goal very well. Yeah. Um, nice to see Eddie getting a goal from further out than just a few yards.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but I suppose for a lot of Arsenal fans, the second half was more interesting because we, get, we got to see a whole load of players. Yes, the game became disjointed and what have you, but we got to see players who we haven't seen a lot of. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, particularly some we've never seen before. I mean, uh, you know, for instance, we've had, we had players that came off the bench who, due to injuries, have barely played in a, in a, in a year. Um, or others like Miguel Aziz, who's so young that he's—he's he's, you know—he's not—he's maybe played the 23s 20 once or twice, but that's about it. Um, did anyone? M-
1: Mark McGuinness.
0: Ma- the giant Mark McGuinness, yes.
1: With Cardiff, like uh, he, lots of mention that he's like a Pierre <laughs> reincarnation.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's nearly as tall, and he's not much quicker. <laughs> but, I mean, he's one of the players that's missed most of the last year. Um, So it was just good to see him being in a position to to play again, really, because you know he has he he, him and Danny Ballard are are quite similar players in some ways. They're both kind of a bit rugged old school centre halves, but they've both got a bit of presence about them. So um, you know maybe if they can stay fit, they've got a chance. Um, uh, What else caught your eye out of the second half?
1: I, I will be honest and say that I didn't know much much of those players I, because I didn't watch the under 23 sort of don't know much about them so I was, mm-hmm. I was reading up on what the Dan wrote on on Daily Canon website about players that caught his eye because I trust his opinion very much when it comes to when it comes to young young players because he goes to watch matches as well and he pointed out Ben Cottrell. Mm. Who played? Who played in uh, midfield and uh, didn't hide and was really one of the bright performances that sets.
0: yeah, well, he played sort of left left wing back when he came off the bench, didn't he? Uh, I mean, yeah. apart from the fact because of his small stature and his you know he's still growing, you know, in terms of his physical frame, he looked about twelve. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's looked a bit like I did at that age. But um, he. You know, he was put in a a role he's not played before. As we said, was didn't shy away, demanded the ball, tried to make things happen. And you know, in games like this, it's a personality that people show as much as technical ability is kind of what you want to see. Uh, And
1: you know what I will say now when you mention personality?
0: Yeah,
1: Kieran Tierney playing like it's a (laughs) North London (laughs) derby.
0: No off switch. No off switch. (laughs) He's a proper West of Scotland boy. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to not be himself one hundred percent. That's why
1: fans really love him.
0: Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, Cottrell, For you know, anyone who isn't familiar, is normally plays in the youth teams at under eighteen and a little bit under twenty three. He'll probably get a lot more time under twenty three this season. Normally plays sort of number ten, creative midfield. Can play out wide at a push, but yeah, normally plays sort of in that in that hole between the lines. Trying to pull strings, uh, he's got lots of ability. Um, whether he's got enough ability to compensate for his lack of stature, we'll have to see how he develops. But um, technically, he's one of the more advanced players at that at that age group, certainly. And he's and, he, and as as was pointed out, you know, he's got the personality to want to take risks and take responsibility. So he's got a chance. Um, anyone else sort of catch your eye? I mean, without without drawing on the knowledge of. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. I no, I, I can't think of someone.
0: No, uh, I mean, but
1: Ber- Ber- it was nice to see Ben Lennon get a uh, get a nod as well after after injury coming back now, not very much tested, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it was hard for any of the kids to shine. They're all on at once. It became a bit like uh, that. Uh, what's the name of that? cup that they that they play in now with the other 23 teams play against the first teams I forget the name of the tournament but it was a bit like that it was such a young Arsenal team playing against you know senior experienced pros and physically some of the Arsenal players aren't ready for that level some of them are but some of them aren't like uh, Miguel Aziz for instance wasn't able to assert himself as a way he might um but, uh, you know, it was nice to see Smith-Rowe getting a run out, even though he didn't do very much. And uh, somebody who caught my eye was uh, James Oliinka, who came on a bit later on, who's, who's one of those players that technically isn't quite at the same level as some of the others, but has great physical potential, I think, and was able to stand up physically to the challenge. And, of course, he spent a bit of time on loan at Northampton Town last season um, and did OK there. Picked up a knock, as often happens with young players when they go on loan. And so I uh, imagine another loan spell might be calling for him because uh, he's a different sort of profile of player to a lot of our uh, academy products, so someone that's worth keeping an eye on. Um, so, I have for- get
1: more get a few more preseason matches to see all those youngsters get a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, given that they didn't tell us about this one until basically it was happening, who knows what else they've got lined up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really odd. No schedule, no nothing.
0: I, I mean, I guess it's it's these these troubled times, TM. I, I guess.
1: Hey, maybe maybe they sacked the, the person that was arranging <laughs>
0: one of the one of the fifty six. <laughs> uh, fifty five plus Raoul, of course. Um, <laughs> well, just on that, I mean, you didn't get a chance to speak about this uh, last week, but uh, a- any quick thoughts about the, the departure of Raoul?
1: It's. A good thing, I I would say that. (laughs) I wasn't a big fan of his plan to use his little black book to get players to find players under who are working with agents that are his friends or something like that. So I really don't don't mind that, and especially didn't like that he wanted to keep Emery (laughs) at Arsenal that one. No, (laughs)
0: no. There's something about a little black book for me that always makes me think of, like, sleazy middle-aged men in 1970s TV programmes. So, I mean, that in itself is is off-putting enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, looking forward, we've got the Community Shield virtually upon us at the weekend. Seems ridiculous, really, given we've barely won the FA Cup. But, um, yeah, I mean... I suppose it's very hard to preview that game because we're not quite sure who's going to be up to speed given some of the absences there were. But uh, has, the, has have we had enough of a break for you to feel excited about the return of football? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what break, actually? <laughs> there was Champions League final on Sunday.
0: Yeah, indeed. I mean,
1: there was literally football every day for like two weeks before the Champions League final.
0: Yeah, I quite enjoyed you, it. I particularly yeah, I enjoyed Severe knocking out Man United. That was great.
1: That was great.
0: I was, I mean, just just on that actually, Severe winning the Europa League is. At no point did I think that they were like good enough to win it, but they just some, somehow managed to beat teams without <laughs> playing better than the teams they're they up against. I mean, it's it's that you know TM European know how, isn't it? it
1: uh, and maybe they will help a bit with the fact that there was only one, one match in the knockouts. So. Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, uh, unlikely hero Luke De Jong, who basically <laughs> could couldn't hit a barn door for them all bloody season, and then become <laughs> turns up massive in their in their two huge games. But congrats to Severe uh, Club are quite like. So good luck to them.
1: Um, yeah, the Europa League feels for Sevilla like up for us
0: exactly exactly <laughs> so we know that feeling so we can empathise um, and obviously getting into the Champions League is going to be big for them financially particularly as La Liga has been so terribly hit financially you know, you've know, probably seen the stories about Malaga having to lay off half their players yeah. and uh, Valencia seem to be having a fire sale so Uno Emery's first actions at Villarreal was to pick up Francis Coquelin and Danny Parejo off Valencia for free, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, we'll touch on ba- uh, on Barcelona's issues in a moment. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, Karma, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's lots of teams in Spain, and you know, it's one of the reasons why uh, Atletico Madrid, you know, they're playing hardball with Thomas Partey about you've got to pay his release clause or or, or bugger off. But at the same time, Arsenal are kind of playing a slightly longer game hoping that Atletico's position might soften because Atletico basically can't buy without selling people and their financial arrangements mean that they can't... You know, a lot of clubs, if you're doing well, you can basically... Money that comes in is money you can put out again. But that's not going to be the case with Atletico. A smaller percentage of their transfer proceeds are going to be available for them to spend transfers. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of it because lots of people have done that on Twitter. I'm sure Swiss Ramblers probably epically covered the entire thing in great detail (laughs) or if he hasn't although some that has um
1: so you think there's still a chance for a party
0: yeah i mean obviously it's very sensible that we're looking at other options um i I mean at the end of the day thomas party is a deal arsenal don't need to hurry on because he's got a release clause so you know if we can't get him for less than a release clause then we can activate that release clause theoretically right up to the last minute of the transfer window or the last day of the transfer window yeah And it makes sense for us to get some people out the door before we try and before we spend that money, or see what other options are available. Because that price is not going to increase unless he suddenly signs a new contract, which seems unlikely given everything we're hearing from Atletico.
1: So we are doing the opposite from Chelsea.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, Chelsea are
1: buying everyone before selling them.
0: Chelsea have the advantage of like not having to worry about money. Because they're banking. I've bank- seen
1: a, a no. <laughs> brilliant tweet saying, Did Chelsea woke up in 2003?
0: <laughs> it's, 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 it it's, like it. it's, it's, uh, yeah. And they're just th- throwing dollars at the problem. And all this kudos they've been getting about F- Frank Lampard, the hero, giving English kids the chance until yeah. we can buy people and then they can all fuck off
1: again. <laughs> well, he bought Ben Chilwell now.
0: Oh, that, has that gone through?
1: Yeah. Oh. 50 million.
0: 50 million, yeah. Can't help thinking that we got maybe a slightly better deal
1: with our left back.
0: Uh, Half as
1: much, definitely. And I'm sure that he doesn't have 190k per week paycheck. Indeed, yes.
0: And I don't, and I think Tierney's better defensively than Chilwell by some distance as well. Um, I, I think Chil- Chilwell's a, a good fallback. I mean, he's going to be better than Alonso, who can't defend for shit. Um, but... Uh, I'm not sure that. Um, I mean, that's obviously a massive homegrown premium, which is again why rejecting the derisory offer for of Maitland Niles makes perfect sense. Um, but I think the only reason that Chilwell's an England international left back is because there aren't many good English left backs around. That's my viewpoint on the subject. I think he's. I, I think he's a bit overrated by the British press. But I don't know what your thoughts are.
1: Why doesn't someone overrate Colin Chambers? <laughs> Newcastle sent the offer for, I think it was
0: £12 million. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. Um, I mean, of course, Callum Chambers, I suppose one could say his, his value is diminished because he's recovering from an ACL. Um, I, I would hope that the club could get nearer 18 or 20 for him. Uh, I think expecting more than that might be unrealistic, given his... His injury that he's recovering from, and the fact that he has never really nailed down a place at Arsenal, but for a team like Fulham, obviously he performed well. But um, he, he's not someone I'd feel in a hurry to sell. I don't know about you. A, a
1: good backup as well, I and mean, he can play in more positions than just
0: in defence. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately he's got. I don't think he's as good as an old school defender, but I think he's got more upside than Rob Holding, who. Uh, he- spectacular own goals notwithstanding
1: chambers <laughs> maybe similar case to el nenia what you mentioned earlier not someone we would get a lot of money for and good to keep around if, in case it's needed
0: yeah i think chambers is somewhere somewhere on the scale of, of el to make the niles he's somewhere in the middle <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. in
0: terms of in, in terms of you know clearly he's for sale for the right price but again he has enough going for him in terms of you know that multi-positional role. The fact he performed well under Arteta when he first came in. Uh, an underrated quality that Chambers got is he's actually quite dangerous from opposition, from set pieces in the opposition box. And given that we have our new set piece coach, freshly teethed from Brentford, who did a who did a great job with Brentford, totally transformed their effectiveness with set pieces in both at both ends of the pitch. Um, yeah, hey, and
1: we scored from a set piece. And
0: we scored from a set piece right well, away. <laughs> Although that may have been down to some truly shit defending, but
1: <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I'm not quite sure why, you, as a de- bunch of defenders, you'd leave the six foot five centre half completely unmarked <laughs> ten yards <laughs> out. But you know, um, and um, and obviously that arrival was partly hastened by the departure of uh, of Freddie. Yeah. Were, were any feelings on that? apart from our... Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I will definitely miss him. It's always sad to see a former player go, but if he definitely has some other options and wants to pursue his managerial career or something like that, yeah, why not? Well, I think Especially when the rumors came out that Bear come from with the one replacing him. Well, that would, of course, would be interesting, yes. Um, <laughs> that made it slightly easier to get over the news. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think with, you know, it's a situation where I think Freddie was happy to wait in the wings while Unai Emery was there, uh, and, he, and you know, he got his caretaker caretaker gig. But as soon as Arteta came in, Arteta's younger than Freddie, and Arteta, and then Arteta came in and has smashed it, for one better way of putting it, for the half season he's had. So Freddie's looking at it, thinking, well. Me being in second line, second in line for this job, doesn't look quite frigging appealing right now, because <laughs> I might be waiting a good while. So I might as well get experience, you know, in management somewhere else. Yeah,
1: it's just re- realistic, being realistic. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you know, if 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 long term he wants to be a manager, then it's in his best interests to, to move on at the moment, and hence hence the reason that the club was, you know, gave him a nice send off, and everyone, and he gave the club a nice send off, and everyone was very nice about each other because it's just a logical conclusion for everyone, I think. Um,
1: yeah, an ambitious, ambitious
0: move, I'd say, for Freddie as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, ultimately, if he wants to be a manager, uh, he's got to, you know, either, either get that chance of being a manager somewhere, or be uh, like a number one assistant manager to someone really big in the same way that Arteta did. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But um, we've speculated before, on the, and you know, I've said that I, I think Freddie's got the potential to be a good manager, but I don't think. I think his coaching is probably very well developed but I think his um, figurehead skills are not quite as strongly developed as Arteta's at the moment because Arteta has that kind of slightly pathological confidence that a lot of top managers have and and Freddie gives the impression of being a more of a collaborative worker Um, so he's going to have to learn how to be more singular I think Um, but that's some really crap amateur psychology there Um, so we'll move on. So, yeah, just, I mean, we're not going to go on for a long time because we're probably going to have another podcast later this week when some transfers are announced or contracts are announced, if they get announced this week. But we're keeping powder dry for those. So we won't talk about Oba's contract or Gabriel's arrival or even some of the other transfer rumours at this point because there are loads. I mean, we've been linked to Samare, the midfielder from Lille, who, um, it, you know, he's been getting a lot of attention, Manchester United, rumours be interested in... interested. Uh, Newcastle had a bit accepted for him, and he decided he didn't want to go and play for Newcastle. And then as a result, yeah, well, exactly. And as a result, his team basically just dropped him for the rest of the season. But then the rest of the season didn't last very long because of COVID. So, um, but he's a player with an interesting profile—a very mobile, six-six-one-six-two, uh, um, decent ball winner, quite raw. But he's he's the sort of player you could see as if we can't get Thomas Partey, and we're looking for a more budget option to develop. You know not that it'd be significantly cheaper but um that that's something to consider um
1: Imagine the biggest name you have been linked with
0: yeah well i wait for it wait for <laughs> it i was i was working up the field <laughs> but go on then go on then, anita you can you can you can open open the door on this one <laughs>
1: sorry to first your- <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's okay
0: to enlighten us to whom you refer in case we haven't guessed
1: Obviously, the one and only Lionel Messi. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you can't wait to, to accept the challenge of playing under young Spanish manager in a young team that is being rebuilt in the best league in the world. I mean, how can you not take a ninety percent pay cut? <laughs> I and mean, it'd have to be play. it'd have
0: to be that kind of pay cut, wouldn't it? Given how much money's <laughs> in at Barcelona. He sort of got all these people going, you know, Messi, they should let Messi go. He's done his service. You know, he's, he's, give, he's given them everything. Yeah, but they've been giving him a million pounds a week for the last three or four years. So, you know, he's done all right out of it. It's works okay for him. You know, he can buy a small island in the Caribbean once he pays off the tax he owes the Spanish government. <coughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's undoubtedly the biggest story in world football at the moment. Uh, I mean, do you, off the top of your head, do you think it's just posturing, and maybe now the president that all the players hate has resigned, that uh, <laughs> he, he might stay in Barcelona, or do you think he really means it this time?
1: I think that this is more of a warning, and the type of either you go or I go for the president Bartomeu, because I mean, from what I've heard from Barcelona fans, no one likes him.
0: No, and that's true. And no one
1: true. sees any improvement at all, as long as he is well, staying there.
0: Well, I mean, it'd be fair to say that Barcelona have spectacularly fucked up the last two or three years in the transfer market to levels yeah. that only the only latter-day Gazetas and Wenger could dream of. You know, you think, Shroudan Mustafi for £35 million is a disaster? You ain't seen
1: nothing yet!
0: <laughs> Let's spend... <laughs>
1: senior for one hundred. Yeah.
0: Let's spend £500 million on three attacking players that don't even get in the team. Hooray! (laughs) 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 What's that, Griezmann? You're on the bench. We want our 16-year-old wonder kid, Ansu Fati, to play instead. Ha! (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just, you you know, you look at the the transfer business Barcelona have done, and it's been sort of... It's been basically dick-waving, but without really knowing where they're waving it. You know, it's it's we're but yeah. Who's the hottest young winger? M- Dembele, We'll buy him. Do we play? St- n- do we do we play traditional wingers? No, we haven't done since Pep left. Uh, or, <laughs> or, or I know we need another striker. Let's get one that inhabits exactly the same holes as Lionel Messi because that'll fucking work. <laughs> or are we, get, or, or we or we're trying to replace Iniesta so let's get someone who plays most on the left wing or occasionally at number 10 where Iniesta has only played in very specific formations with very specific teammates and is a completely different type of player in every way apart from the fact they're both t- small-ish
1: <laughs>
0: yeah uh, and that's before you even get onto the other crap they've assembled in their squad for vast sums of money I mean they spend almost as much on full backs as Pep
1: <laughs> that's saying a lot <laughs>
0: yeah exactly So,
1: which uh, brings us to rumours that Messi is off to City to play with Pep again
0: well I mean maybe he likes being a flat track bully I don't know but
1: uh, <laughs> I um, mean that many clubs in the world can afford Messi well that's Even it Though he's obviously he will be free that's it. his contract clause, clause uh, for at the end of the, each season but his paycheck is going to be
0: Norms. And you can guarantee he keeps a strong hold on his image rights too, because they're worth yeah. gargantuan sums of money. Um,
1: yeah, if I was him, I would do what you mentioned buy an island somewhere and go enjoy life.
0: <laughs> you think he should retire?
1: I mean, what would you do with all that money?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know.
1: I do not believe that he. Place for you know because he loves football and he loves playing, and it's not about the money. But he has had a really fantastic career. And mm. I wouldn't, if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't mind getting retired right now. Because I mean, he's what 34 35?
0: Th- uh, I think he's only 33. I think he's the same age now that Ronaldo was when he went to Juventus. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Ronaldo is older, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, but um. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I shouldn't because, you know, they've offered a lot to the world of football, but it is very funny watching Barcelona completely fall apart publicly.
1: <laughs> Karma.
0: Yeah, and now they've hired Ronald Koeman, who, who, who uh, I mean, he did a de- decent, decent job with the Dutch national team, and he'll certainly kick some asses, but uh, politically kind of Kicking all Messi's friends out of the team within five minutes of fucking turning up <laughs> it was, it was never going to go down very well.
1: It's a really odd move. I don't think he's up to that at the moment, but it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we uh, we can re- watch with a degree of interest. I mean, unfortunately, that the 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 identity crisis at Barca does mean we're less likely to get. Uh, Coutinho on a cheap loan or Dembélé at a knockdown price, uh, in, you know, this year or next. But, you know, at the end of the day, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure there are other super clubs who are desperate to get some wages off their books,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not looking at Real Madrid or anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. As it's also been interesting to see the thing we can't talk about too much, for legal reasons. But the Manchester United captain having a slightly extended stay. Uh, at a low-rating hotel in Greece, has been has been quite an interesting one to watch. Uh, apparently, the appeal's been granted, so he's going to be appealing against against the the verdict and the suspended sentence he was given.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's something fishy around there because I mean, was it three days from arrest to conviction? It seems, yeah. seems super fast for for any type of court.
0: Yeah, I I mean. It certainly would suggest that uh, that there are things that haven't really made it to, the, to public light yet. <laughs> that might do so in the future. I mean, it's all it's, he said. He said. She said. At the moment, so I mean, I, I, given given the evidence that has made it into the public domain, it seems very hard to justify the the, the, the legal process that's happened in Greece. Uh, you know, I mean, it's in, there was basically just you know the police said this happened he said it didn't happen we believe the police next um, <laughs> although it is it is you know as someone who likes to see bad things happen to Man United it is just quite funny Yeah, uh, particularly off the back of their uh, being bitch slapped by Dortmund over Jaden Sancho <laughs> you know Man United sort of playing oh we can't afford to pay the price you want for him and Dortmund are like <laughs> you're the richest team without without having a, an, an oil state or an oligarch funding you in the world <laughs> if you want him yeah, you pay yeah. for him
1: they haven't had signed anyone I think
0: I th- they've signed some they've signed some like uh, kids for their youths and reserves but no first team players yet it's alright because Ollie's at the wheel so
1: <laughs>
0: yeah um okay so we'll we'll cut this here unless there's anything else you want to bring up or that I've forgotten due to stupidity
1: no result prediction or something for for Saturday. It
0: exactly takes the link out of my mouth team player <laughs> so on that you get to go first
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Liverpool match against against Liverpool on the community shield on our pitch aka Wembley <laughs> After literally one preseason match and players getting back to training a week before, <laughs> I don't expect much. But Liverpool have played against—I think it was Red Bull Salzburg. Yeah, yeah. And, and played really a strong team.
0: And Van Dijk got a bang on the head.
1: <laughs> only drew two-two, so we have upper hand in friendly.
0: School. <laughs> <laughs> RB Salzburg MK Dons. Anyway.
1: I, will, I will go with uh, a Liverpool win this time
0: okay I'm gonna go for a penalty shootout uh, and I'm gonna go for us to win the penalty shootout uh, through some uh, someone unlikely getting the winning goal that's my guess
1: mm-hmm. Mill Smith-Rowe
0: oh why not <laughs> Or, or as the re- Martinez the hero as, as redemption continues David Luiz converts the winning penalty <laughs> 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 alright then listeners you heard it here first um, as I said before at the start we're, we're keeping this one a little bit shorter because we're going to be doing some more audio as soon as we've got some mm-hmm. news which judging by everything going on Twitter would suggest is fairly imminent uh, whether it'll be um, tomorrow or on Friday we shall wait and see but we'll come and talk to you when that happens. So, always a pleasure to have you in, Anita, as always.
1: It was nice to catch up.
0: And have a great, well, week, remainder of the week, until we speak again, listeners, and you too, Anita. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.